me being engaged and invited to come to this conference to train pastors and to preach in the evening. I was told that there are three to four hundred pastors gathered in the pastors only sessions. And that number was no lie. An early arrival this morning, uh, we were greeted by hundreds of pastors ready to dive into whatever was going to be placed before them. Being blown away once just wasn't enough for what I was about to experience upon arrival at church on this evening. Before church even starts, I get out of the car, we walk in this corridor and we're greeted by hundreds and hundreds of people outside in this corridor sitting in chairs waiting for the worship experience to begin. Children in arms, orderly, and excited, filled with anticipation of what would float past the windows into their ears. Never before have I seen people get so prepared for the Word of God. The worship service was electrifying. Not just because that's an adjective that hypes it up, but electrifying in that the presence of God was there. The music, they were jamming. And those guys are rocking. The preaching. Oh, to be present, in that kind of environment, with those kind of people, I have no words for. I hope you are as proud of him as I am. Um, and so we are just glad to see the Church International in, in Africa. We tried our best. We tried our best to get footage of him actually preaching. And um, you can go ahead and switch to the sermon lighting, please. Thank you, AV department. And um, I, the internet, <laughs> it's, it's just, it. this took like a day just for him to get it to us. And uh, shout out to Charlie. I don't think she's here today, but she's done. Oh, there you are, Charlie. Charlie does all of our video editing, and we were back and forth late Friday night, late um, last night, and trying to get highlights to you from the Congo. So um, he did preach twice today. It is he's six hours ahead. So and that went very well. And he said God met them there and. Well, hopefully when he gets back, we will have actual sermon. He did preach. I promise you he did. <laughs> we just could, we could not get it. So, um, and I just see his frozen face because we've tried FaceTime. We've tried what's, what's app. All those, pick an app. We've tried it. It's just not working. So, I miss him, but I know. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad to share him. 
I'm, I'm glad and I'm honored to be a partner with him. So let's see. I think that covers that. Let's get into the preach word on today. So, Father, as we transition and as we enter into a time of worship where we need to be fed, we need to be fed, I just ask, Father, that you anoint me afresh. I know what I have prepared for in the natural, but, Father, I empty myself and ask that your Holy Spirit take complete control. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. That is my plea in Jesus' name. Let us all say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, today we are beginning. Uh, let me go ahead and I want to uh, just honor Sam, appreciate his word on last week, and thank you. Thank you, sir. Every word should not be a word that is um, comfortable. Some words should stretch you, and you should say, ouch. If you don't say, ouch, you're not growing. So if you look for a church that only spoon feeds you and you eat baby food, then you are, you're, you're well, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. I'm just thinking. Okay. So today we're going to, we're going to begin a new series, and the series we're going to begin is one that you will see as you enter this facility. We're not about religion. We're all about relationship. We're not about religion. We're all about relationship. And I think if you were to look at that, anybody, you see that? You see that when you came into the... Yes, you did? Okay, okay. You, you saw that when you came in on today? Well, it's not just a catchphrase or a theme that we use just to be cute, just for something to grab your attention. No, we really want to be just that. We don't want to be a church that is relig a religious church. A religious, we want to be a church that embodies relationship. So as you enter the worship facility, you'll see it. As you look on our website, you will see it prominently displayed on our, on our, our page. And during even the worship experience, this was a prime example. We had oftentimes, there, we have an order of service. I promise we do. There's one, Tim, he sends it out, and we go back and forth of what we want to add or what we want to take away or what we need to do from the logistical things like announcements. We have an agenda. We have an order of service. But we, because we are keen and want to be about relationship, we're open to the move of God. That's what relationship does. Relationship says, okay, he is, our, our minister music is on the floor. Who is going to play? Relationship says, no one needs to play. Relationship says, our worship is enough. Religion, religion will have you, oh, Lord, we didn't do a praise and a worship song. Religion, religion says, oh, my goodness, what is she doing up there? It, we're, it, it, it's, it, men are supposed to pastor. 
Religion, religion says, oh, you see what she has on? Those jeans are tight. She shouldn't be in church with that on. But if you have relationship, you wouldn't be worried about what she had on because your focus wouldn't be on her. We're not about religion. We are about relationship. You know what? Religious people will say, um, I attend church, but there's no passion or hunger. Religion says you want to be seen. I'll come to church as long as I'm singing the solo. That's how they do. Religious people are joyless, hypocritical, and cynical. They're going to always see something wrong in what you could have done better in church. Where if I were the pastor, well, get your own church. You try doing this. See how long you last. Oh, I'm ready for y'all. So if you want to be a part of a church like that, just, just look at your neighbor and say, you may want to excuse yourself. This is not that church. You, you, you may want to put up the religious finger and duck out because this is not the church for you. We are a church that listens to the voice of God. We are a church that serves the true and living God. We are a church who believes in the word of God. We are a church who loves one another. We are a church who wants to be in better relationship with the king and with one another. We are, we are, we are, we are the church. And, and so today, as we look at we're not about religion, we're all about relationship. I want us to look at a facet of this theme, this theme of ours. If you were to tell someone about the church, I hope you would say the first thing, well, you know what? We're a church. We're not about religion. We're all about relationship. I heard Sam say last week, so how long are y'all? Well, we're not, we don't know because we're not about religion. We may be an hour, not, but we may be an hour, we may be two, we may be more. The point is, when he finishes, that's when we stop. So I want you to also understand, and today we're going to look at why do we attend church? That's what we're going to talk about. That's what I'm going to talk about today. And I almost, as I was preparing and as the Lord gave me this message, I thought, well, actually, Lord, I'm telling this to the choir because they're at church. But I'm hope, hopefully you'll share this message with someone who thinks that they shouldn't come to church or what's the big deal about church or should I really attend. I hope this message will be a, 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 an aid for you as you witness to those that you come into contact with throughout the week. But I want you to first hear this. This is not the church. This, this, this is not the church. This is the church. We are the church. The Lord didn't redeem the carpet. The Lord redeemed you. 
And so Joyce and Christine and Elaine and Jojo and Gary, they make up the local body called the church. So when we leave out of here, this is no longer a church, it's a facility. But when we come into the presence, when we all come in in one accord, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but when we all come in with one accord, we make up the church and this edifice now becomes a place of worship because the redeemed come in here. Those who have been saved and bought by the blood of Christ, they come in and they come in with one accord to worship the true and living God. That's what makes up the church. This is the church. We are the church. And when we are the church, this becomes the church. So I, I want you to I want you to see this. So if we're not about religion and we're all about relationship, do we really need to come to church? What is what's the big deal? Do I can I have a relationship with God outside of church? Absolutely. Can I worship the Lord in my car? You better. <laughs> Especially in Atlanta, come on somebody. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You can only worship here, that you can only pray here. But I am saying that there are benefits to coming to church. So I want to offer you, offer you on today, three reasons why you should attend church. Of course, I could give you more, but typically three is about all a human can take. <laughs> I had four or five, and I'm like, Lord, they're going to remember about three of them. So Three reasons why you should attend church. Here's the first one. Ready? This is so deep. Here we go. God says so. And the doors of the church are open. I'm joking. I'm joking. God's word says so. Look with me, please, at Hebrews 10.25. 10.25. Hebrews 10.25, here it is. God's word says so. So if it matters to him, it should matter to you. Hebrews 10.25, not, here we go. Read that with me and, and we'll stop at the comma. Ready, set, read. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. See, y'all not listening. I said stop, didn't I say, I said, Sean, I said stop at the comma, didn't I? I said, I said, we're going to read, we're going to stop at the comma, okay? Uh-huh, we're going to try again, Dad. Dad, we're going to try again. We're going to read it and stop at the comma. Ready? All right, Ebony, let's go. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. That's a commandment. Not forsaking. Don't not come. I know that was horrible English. You're supposed to be here at church, assembling together. The person to your left and right, that's together. Coming in here, all of us together. God's word says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. So some, of, some people, they don't want to do 
not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Some of them just don't come. See that empty seat? That's the somebody who just didn't come. Because they figure, what's the big deal? But as exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The command is here. We're supposed to meet together for worship, and it is our, watch this, sacred duty. This, this, as I was studying this passage, the, the, the writer of this, chap, of, of this book wanted you to know this isn't just a suggestion, but because of the goodness of God, because of his unmerited favor, because of all he's done for us, our duty is at least to come together and worship him because he's good. That's it. I was blown away when pastor sent me that footage. You don't understand. Maybe you didn't understand what happened. The people outside, he said they were walking down the street with the plastic chairs on their heads because they didn't know if they would get in service or not. But their desperation to want to hear the message of the king their desperation to want to say, God, I want to worship you in spirit and in truth. I, I, I just, as long as I'm near the house of the, of the Lord, as long as I can come in. And here we are. We have flashing lights. Upgraded carpet. Real good AC. Tell me how I know because we keep paying for it. We keep putting Freon in it so you're nice and chilly, cushiony, clean facilities. Thank you, Miss Annie. So we're in here, and I can't tell you what I see sometimes. I can't tell. I get offended. I do. I, I, get, I get offended. Because I'm like, are, are, they, are they for real? Why, why did they even come? That's what I asked myself. I wish, I wish, I wish, I want to be on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. I want to invent a praise and worship, um, um, lot of, what do you call those? When you go in and in the, in the uh, schools and the beeps, gun, the gun things. Metal detector. So it's, it's going to be right. I'll, we'll let you come in the lobby. Mm-hmm. We'll let, but right there, right there at this threshold, you enter. And if you came, if you come in here, excuse me, stank, and you just don't, you came in here thinking, you know, pride got you and, you know, I'm, you know, I guess I'm coming to church if I have to. It just, it, it, I, I wanted to just I just wanted to go off. Shake you real good, maybe. <laughs> to remind you of what you're coming into. You're not coming into here. Because 
Gary, close your ears. That's the attorney. Uh, police officers, close your ears. I've already broken that hands-free law. I did. I, I did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why y'all playing today? Why are you playing today? Me too. Thank you. You have sinned at least once today. And the word is clear. It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Well, you don't know what kind of week I had. I'm alive. Thank you. Hey, sometimes that's all I got. All I have is I'm still here, God. Thank you. You kept me, God. Thank you. I didn't go off, God. Thank you. The doctor didn't give me a bad report. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you don't just understand. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because we all go through. And I'm not minimizing. I'm not minimizing pain. Please hear me say I'm not minimizing pain. But I am saying that sometimes, even in the midst, if Job can, if the Lord can take away Job's, his health, his wife, his children, all of his stuff. And even in the midst of everything he's going through, he says, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. So don't tell me there's nothing to be grateful for. Don't you dare tell me there's nothing you can give God glory for. He's good and that's enough. He's great and that's enough. Why do I attend church? Because God's word says so. And I, 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 I hear often, I, I, I hear often there was a, a gentleman that I was, one of our pest control guy, and he was going to a local church, and, and I, you know, I was talking to him as he was in our home, and I said, you know, you should come to our church. He, well, wait for it. Whenever I hear that and it's drawn out, I know. I know what that, yeah, there's about to be a story. So he tells me, you know, things, some stuff went down in my church, and you know what, I just, I'm still trying to get over that. Oh, oh, and I understand. Watch this, because I've been hurt too. I've been hurt too. And so he, and so I say, oh, man, you know, and he's telling me about the, the issue, and I'm, I'm being empathetic, like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. When did this happen? Ten years ago. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Ten. And he was, well, I, I, I'm a, and I gave him the card. You know, I'm, I may, I may check y'all out. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't, that's okay. That's okay. I, pr I pray he comes one day. But here's the thing. When you stay away too long, the excuses get real good. 
and you get real comfortable. And all of a sudden, streaming online, watching TBN for about 15 minutes, would do you all right. Because you no longer hunger. We, we uh, on, our, on our family vacation, we went on a, on a cruise and, okay, I, that, the week after, you know, I had to wear all the little loose, flowy blouses. Because, you know, they, they just, if you've ever been on a cruise, you eat, and then you eat some more. Then right before dinner, you eat a little bit more. <laughs> then midnight, you go, yo, just, just let me just taste I got back home like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but watch this. My appetite had conformed to my environment. That's fresh. That's fresh. And that's the problem when you don't come to church. When you no longer come to the house of God, all of a sudden your appetite conforms to Netflix, your appetite conforms to NFL, your appetite conforms to Piedmont Park, your appetite conforms to uh, I'll sleep in until by 11 and go to brunch. When you don't hunger and thirst for God, expect junk. Jordan may not like this. I didn't get her permission, but that's okay. One of the things that I know, anybody grew up, did you grow up in church? You grew up in church? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I grew up in church. All I know is church. And back then, I didn't like it. Because we didn't just go to one service. Y'all got it easy. Where are the teenagers at? Y'all have it easy. You hear me? I ain't. See? See that? You hear that rumbling? Those are all the services we had to go to in one day. One day. One day. We started early in the morning. Not early like Baptist preaching, but we started early in the morning. And we did not finish. We had, we had Sunday school. Then we had morning service. We did not have children's church. You sat right next to your mama. And you better not say one word. And watch this. You get one peppermint. One, don't you ask for two. <laughs> then we would go to lunch. Take the edge off. Because then you had to be back for 3.30 service. 3.30, we just got out at 1.30, mama. So you couldn't even go to a good restaurant? So we go to where I'm from. I'm from. I'm from Texas. So we had. Uh, we didn't have Piccadilly. We had Furs. Yes. Yeah, cafeteria. 
It's cafeteria. It was, it's cafeteria. It's nothing. I don't even say. So we eat that. Then we go back to church because it's either choir day, usher's day, motherboard day, men's day. I'm like, every Sunday y'all got a day? Every Sunday you have a day. <laughs> Mom, I'm tired. You better sit down. Here's your one peppermint. And then if it was the first Sunday. We go back to first. Get one more quick snack. Because then we have to come back for the Lord's Supper. We get it all in in one service here. Mm-mm. We had a special service for communion. Y'all like, golly, I'm so sorry for you. And I didn't like it then. But I'm grateful now. Because what they taught me was that we can give the Lord, at that time, we can give him one day. That's really what they were saying. This is the Lord's day, and we're going to give it to him. Now we're like, we just asking for two hours. Can you give the Lord two hours? Well, I want to go to church in about an hour. Really? That's what he's worth to you. That's what he's, that's what he's worth to you. So Jordan, uh, she's getting ready to, our, our daughter, she's 18, she's getting ready to go off to college. And, and we were having a conversation with her as we were preparing her to live away from home and out of the state, one of the things, non-negotiable, and I'm not apologetic, I'm unapologetic about this. We said, you want your allowance? You got to go to church. Yep. I don't care. I don't care how you're looking at me. I don't care. I don't care because I understand. I was a teenager. I went to college away from home. Yes, I did. Because I didn't want to go to church. If, see, uh-huh. I'm like, ah, when I get free, when I get free, I ain't going to church. <laughs> but because I was rooted and grounded in the word, I missed it. And I found a church. But I, I just don't, we're going we gonna to help her. We're going to help her by saying, you want money? You got to go to church, Honey. You've got to go to church. And for our teenagers, for our parents, maybe you need to circle back around that thing. And maybe, and I, I know I'm staying here for a while, but I, I, I want you to hear this. Maybe it's, maybe you've, you've gotten a little too friendly, too lax with your teenager, and you don't want them to have to endure what you went, do, what you went through. Mm. I, if we were to look at our teenagers now, I think they need to be in church. And I know one thing that'll get her in church. That's money. <laughs> Why you should attend, attend church, God's word says so too. Why you should attend church? Because you need connection and community. You need connection and 
community. Okay, um, I need to walk uh, um, a little, this is a little sensitive subject and I want to be mindful of that. I, I really wish I could say that everyone in this church, everyone in this church uh, means you well. My heart, what I know my husband and I really pray for is a church that's healthy and where everyone is loving and where everyone honors the Lord and everyone is kind. We don't know everyone. But more importantly, we can't make you be kind. We can't, mm -hmm. we can't make you be honest. We can't make you lie. I mean, well, we don't want to make you lie. We cannot make you be honest. We can foster a community where we're like, this is what we believe. This is what we love. This is what, and, and if it's not that, and we see it's not happening, and something happens amongst you all, I think there are two or three witnesses that know, we, we will say, uh-uh-uh-uh, y'all better talk about that. Talk about it. Get it right. If not, we're going to get in it. Because the church and community should work. But I just want you to hear, I want you to hear, not everyone in church is a healthy friend. And I don't just mean here, but a lot of you, you'll say, and I hear this so much, it really nauseates me. Well, I don't go to church because Christians are hypocritical. So every church, every single church you go to, you haven't met one person, not one, not one person. That just seems a little bizarre to me. Uh, let, let me tell you this. Right relationships, this is what you look for, for a person you want to connect with at church. When you're looking for someone to connect with at church, another girlfriend you can hang out with, and you all can go um, to, to single ladies, and y'all just want to go kick it. This is what you need to look for, right, rela relationships, right relationships that lead you to Christ, not away from him. When that person is hallelujah, praise God here, and cursing once they get out the, in the parking lot. You give them a holy hug, a God bless you, and you see them next Sunday. You don't need to hang out with them. Am I scaring you? Am I being too honest? You cannot, especially if you aren't Strong enough to handle it. Some of y'all, you need to be a friend of someone who's below you so you can help them have the life that God would be pleased with. But not everybody can handle that. A lot of us, we hang out with people and they bring us down, not up. And you're wondering, man, why do I all of a sudden want to curse? Well, look who you're hanging out with. Okay, right relationships lead you to Christ away from him, not away from him. Uh, the woman with the alabaster box, a lot of us, most of us should know that story. She is, she was a sinner, and it clearly says, they didn't even say her name in the Bible. She was a, she was a sinful woman, and everyone around the town knew she was a sinner. 
So she comes in. It was customary for those. It, the doors would be open, and when there were when it was feast time, and the doors would be open, and really uninvited guests would kind of come in and check things out. And here was this woman, this sinful woman, this woman who wanted to hear the, Jesus, and she wanted to be saved, and she wanted to no longer be the same woman she was. She comes in because she had heard Jesus before. She recognized his voice. She comes in. She begins immediately to pour oil on his feet, and 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 she's in such a state of desperation in such a state of honor that she is weeping and she's wiping her his feet with her hair and there's just this posture of worship and adoration and God if you will forgive me you say that you will forgive sinners and you say you are the redeemer if you will restore me if you will make me new if you would if you will create in me a clean heart if you will do these things she is there's this desperate state that she's in and she doesn't care who's around she doesn't care who's around, but unfortunately, the Pharisees were around, and they saw what was going on, and there was one specific Pharisee named Simon. Simon sees her, and he says in his heart, uh, let's look at Luke 7, verse 39. Luke 7, 39, just look at it on the screen. She says, he says, now when the Pharisee who had invited him, him is Jesus, when the Pharisee saw this, saw the woman worshiping, so the sinful, imagine someone coming in, tatted all up and piercings, and they're not dressed appropriately, and, and they come and they just lay prostrate at the on the floor. A lot of you would look like, who is this? What are they doing here? Why are they disturbing us? Don't they know we're worshiping? Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, meaning Jesus, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Really? Really? Right relationships lead you to Christ. So, Simon obviously didn't recognize him as the redeemer or he thought that the Lord could only save those who looked qualified to be saved. Whatever the instance is, he allowed what he thought to overshadow the fact that she wanted Jesus. So you really need to take an assessment of who you're connected to. The people in your circle, are you growing? The people in your circle, are you all praying together? The people in your circle, are they hungering for more of Christ? The people in the circle, are they doing church or being the church? Is church their country club where they can meet eligible doctors and lawyers? Right relationships lead you to Christ, not away from him. But now look on the other side. Look on the other side. And I'm so glad that Jesus doesn't listen to us 
because if you don't know the end of her story, let me just tell you the good news. Not only is she saved, but it's like she goes down this history, in history is like a woman of faith. I think that's pretty awesome that no matter what your past looks like, God can still use you. I want you to look now at the right connections. Acts 2, Acts 2. This is the early age of the church's existence. Acts 2, verses 46 and 47, and I'm reading, continuing daily, continuing daily, continuing daily with one accord. Let the church say one accord. Here they are in the house of God, of God. They're in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and, and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Daily, one accord, they're in the house of God. They're hanging out together. They're going out to eat together. They're, they're doing life together. It's a beautiful thing. They, they, they are praising God together. There's favor amongst. You're like, I'm blessed. Let me bless you. Let me tell you who I know. You need a job? Oh, I know somebody. Can we not be stingy? And because there was unity, unity equaled multiplicity. One accord, the Lord added to the church daily. Okay, am I going too fast? Unity equals multiplicity. We cannot get anywhere together divided. Can't, we can't. We, we cannot. We cannot. And if we're saying, you know, in, invite people to church and we're sending out text messages and, and, and make sure that you, you, you um, someone that you met at church, did you, did you go and say hello to them? Did you, did you text them? Did you do? We cannot get anywhere together divided. And if we're saying let's do this, but y'all ain't doing it, we ain't getting nowhere. can do all I can, but only so far. We get, we, 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 do you know there are less Starbucks than churches? But Starbucks have taken over the world. There are about 12,000 Starbucks, 300,000 churches in the U.S. Um, what are we doing? We need to be connected and strife, division, gossip, competition, critical attitudes, divide. If you have something you don't like here, tell me. Don't tell your neighbor. Help me either make it better or give me, give me space to tell you why we're doing it like that. I cannot stand it when I hear people talking about their churches horribly. And then I ask, well, why are you still there? Well, that's my home church. Obviously not. That's a terrible house. <laughs> I wouldn't want to stay there, Sam. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know why people join fraternities and sororities? Community. But you know what? 
what separates, a lot of things separates the church from fraternities and sororities. But one thing, many things separate the church from fraternities and sororities. The church has something better than any fraternity or sorority because the church has power. I thought I'd get a better clap than that. The church has power to pray out sickness. The church has power to come into agreement with you for that job. The church has faith. The church has hope. The church has favor. The church has so much to offer if you would tap in. And I'm not just telling you these things because it sounds good. I'm telling you every single thing because it happens here. Hallelujah. I'm closing, I'm closing. So the first point is that God says so. That's why we need to come to church. God's word says so. Second reason we need to come is we need connection and community. Look to your left and to your right. Make sure you know your person, the person you're sitting next to. If, you're not, if not, introduce yourselves. Introduce yourselves. Mm-hmm. Hey. Connections, 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 connections. Not just to get ahead. Connections because we are the body of Christ and we should love each other. My heart hurts when you hurt. My heart rejoices when you rejoice. Don't hate on your don't hate on your neighbor when they get a promotion. Next time, next time a, a Christian gets a promotion or a new car or a new man, Just checking to see if you're listening. But we're supposed to rejoice with one another. I should be excited when you come out. Like, I was, I was geeked, like, man, JoJo getting a kidney. JoJo getting a kidney. You know, like, like, I know, I like, like, I know. That sounds crazy, right? It, it sounds crazy, but I'm just like, I'm like, what? Yeah, God. Yeah, God. I mean, like, I'm doing a happy dance. I'm like. Because that's my brother in Christ. I, you don't have to know them to be glad about it. Here's my last point, and we're out of here. To participate in corporate worship. That's why we come to church. That's one of the reasons to participate in corporate worship. To participate in corporate worship. I have three quick points. Our corporate worship should build others up. So your worship isn't just for you. Your adoration isn't just for you. 
your lifted hands and you, you're smiling and having the joy of the Lord and dancing and, and singing and clapping and leaping. Uh, there, there are times where I'm just like, you know, maybe it's just been a long week and I'm dragging a little. And then I'll see, I'll see Sean and Sean and, you know, I, I don't have it yet, but she'll go. You know, she, I, the head drops, the hair jiggles, bouncing and behaving. And I'm like, get it, girl, get it. Get it, girl, get it. And, and you know, I, I, it's contagious. And then Christian and Jojo, they just got their own steps. So they just take turns doing a kid and play. I don't know, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And sometimes you may not have it and your hand, your head may feel a little low and you may feel a little down and, and, and just know that there's your neighbor who's got you. And your neighbor's like, girl, this for you. This for you. Uh, uh, this for you. This for you. This for you. <laughs> I love that. Your worship builds up others. Ah, Colossians 3.16. I'll put a little word on it. Colossians 3.16. This is the new life version. I'm just going to read it quickly. I'm running out of time. Colossians 3.16. Let the teaching of Christ and his words keep on living in you. These make your lives rich and full of wisdom. Keep on teaching and helping each other sing this is not singing this is not singing I see you that's not singing sing the songs of David and the church songs and the songs of heaven with hearts full of thanks. So as I'm singing, there's an eruption of gratitude. As I'm singing, I'm like, oh yeah, he's big. He's strong. Uh-huh. And he's mighty. You know, hey, you know, and then you're like, there's no, and then I just, you know, that's when I just gotta get funky with it. There's nothing my God cannot do. Done it, done it. Okay. But the more you sing it, the more you come into agreement with it. And then you're like, yep, he's big in that. Uh-huh. He's big in that. Uh-huh. And he's big in that. And then, and then Sean, who came in like, yeah, yeah, nothing. So now Sean is like this. Then Sean looking like, oh, oh. Oh, 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 because worship is. So our corporate worship builds up others. Watch this. When we sing, we are, we are cultivating an atmosphere of joy. Try to sing and be sad. Okay, yeah, you can do that, but it's not church songs. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Try to sing a try to sing a praise and worship song and be sad. Try it. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> it won't work. 
<laughs> try to sing it. Try it. <laughs> I'm not a betting woman, my bitch. You, you smile. You smile. Because when we sing, we are cultivating an atmosphere of joy. Do you see what happened? You see what happened when, when, when Tim just, Tim, I'm like, there goes, there goes Tim. Tim is gone. Okay. But we all thought about the grace of God. And there was just this explosion of joy. Like, where would I be? Where would I be? And then you're just like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Right? That's what happens. Let me put a little scripture on that. Psalm 5, 11 and 12. I want you to see this. But let some. Thank you, Miss Marlene. But let. Are you a part of, a part of all? Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them, them means everybody, shout for joy. Let me hear you shout. Why are you shouting? Because he defended you. Out of what? I don't know, but he kept you. He kept you. So I shout, hallelujah, because he defends me. Oh, my God. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Twelve, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with your favor. You will surround him with a shield. I rejoice because I trust you. I rejoice because you're able. I rejoice because you keep me. I rejoice because you sustain me. I sing and I cultivate an atmosphere of joy. Let the joyous people shout unto God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. You're getting it. You're getting it. Okay, so we in here. We in here. When we do what the Bible says, when we shout, when we sing, when we lift up holy hands, what are we doing? When we sing together as a church family, we are hearing and we are hearing confessions of faith in every seat. Okay, 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 okay. So Christian says he's able. Beth says he's able. Christine says he's able. Sam says he's able. Tammy says he's able. There is a confession that is being emitted in the atmosphere of, guess what? He's able. So Christian's able, gets on Don's able, gets on Mike's able, gets on Ebony's able, gets on Joyce's able, and next thing you know, there's an atmosphere of what? Faith! He's able. 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 
He's able. I am. I'm excited. And I worship. And I sing. And I give God glory. Why? Because he's good. Why should we go to church? God's word says so. We need connection and community and to participate in corporate worship. Grab your neighbor's hand. Reach across the aisles. 